0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Terrence Lee about why introverts make good leaders. Terrence Lee, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thanks, John. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be with you today and have the opportunity to chat. Uh, We're going to be focusing on introverts and why introverts make good leaders. Some of those myths about introverts and how we can really find our own potential and live up to our own potential if we happen to be an introverted leader. And how we can help others on our teams who might be introverts also to fulfill their potential and to, to lean into their strengths. I'm really excited to explore this because I do think there are a lot of myths around this. And I think a lot of times we we unnecessarily um, distinguish uh, across people on our team related to this personality characteristic, and it, uh, there, there's just a lot to unpack there. As we get started, I wanted to share Terrence's bio with everybody. Terrence Lee, aka the introvert leader, had always avoided taking on leadership roles in his life. At the age of 13, an experience occurred which caused him to doubt his ability to speak in front of people and caused him to shy away from the spotlight. This worked for Terence until he eventually had to learn leadership skills by necessity at his first engineering job out of college. Since then, Terence has taken on many leadership and management roles as an introvert at several Fortune 500 companies in the defense industry with proven results. He utilizes his platform to empower introverts to tap into their own inner leadership potential and is never shy about sharing the tips that he has learned throughout his journey. I love your background. Uh, Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your personal context before we dive on in?
1: So just, you know, really quick, I like to kind of start from the beginning, you know, so I was a One of those kids that moved around a lot when I was growing up, I was actually pretty uh, outgoing as a kid. Um, and, you know, an experience happened when I was uh, 13, that really uh, just shifted my confidence in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I, I really grew up um, just not thinking that I had what it took to, to lead. Um, I didn't want anything to do with talking in front of people, um, any type of opportunities like that, I just really um, shied away from, you know, just like you kind of touched on in, in the bio there. And you know, really what I've learned is that introversion is not a crutch. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's actually a power uh, when it's used the right way and when it's understood. So um, yeah, I think it's a uh, very important and that's really what my platform is all about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, and I think we all have, you know, different experiences that have made us more or less uncomfortable in front of people. And, and the, the reality is we're all on a spectrum of introversion, extroversion, right? It's it's not an either or. I'm not either like this huge extrovert, uh, or this completely isolated introvert. Uh, we we tend to be somewhere along the spectrum, and and there also it it tends to um, be by role or context that we find ourselves in. So in one role you might find yourself more extroverted, in other roles you might find yourself more introverted, etc. So it's much more complicated. Uh, and nuanced than the way it typically gets discussed within organizations, and the typical myth is that extroverts make the great leaders. Um, tell me why that is faulty.
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, just kind of building on your point, right, it's like sometimes in society things are put into these buckets where it's, you know, this person's an introvert, this person's an extrovert. I think it's the same way with leadership. People assume that because someone's the loudest voice in the room or because they have an extroverted personality, they make a better leader than someone with a more introverted nature. And I just think it's so much more complicated than that. Uh, For example, a lot of the best leaders that I've ever, you know, worked with or been around were what I like to call the, uh, the quiet strength type. you know. So the, the person that they may not be talking a lot during a discussion or in a meeting, but when they do say something, it's very thoughtful. It's something where everyone pauses and everyone takes in what that person has to say. Um, and I think that, you know, again, just because someone's talking a lot, it doesn't mean they're a better leader. I think that one thing that introverts have is the gift of observation. So a lot of times people may think we're being quiet, they may think we don't have a lot to say. And in reality, we might just be sitting back observing the room. We're observing people. We're thinking before we talk, right? We're taking certain things in that other people are missing. And I actually think it ends up being a strength uh, in leadership because a lot of times in situations where there are tents or there are these deadlines or you know, very uh, high pressure situations, like you know, the situation that I work in in defense, uh, being able to be calm, being able to observe things, being able to notice certain scenarios and things people are missing is very key. So I think in in that sense, uh, being an introvert can be a strength when it comes to leadership.
0: Yeah, and and there's no question that to be effective in leadership, you have to have communication skills. You have to have the ability to model behavior. You have to have the the ability to uh, to communicate uh, and influence others around you, you know, and actually motivate people like th- these are all aspects of leadership. But again, we, we sometimes have this false notion that extroverts are the ones that are going to naturally be able to do that better. And in fact, that's just not true. And there's tons of academic research that looks at the role of various personality characteristics in the role they play in leadership. And essentially, there's, there's just no one size fits all. Like there's, there's really awesome extroverted leaders. There's really awesome introverted leaders. Um, and everywhere in between on the spectrum, uh, and, and there were also really horrible introverted leaders, really horrible extroverted leaders like that in and of itself yeah, doesn't actually absolutely. mean anything. Um, and so if we, if we can just recognize that, set it aside and then focus on the competencies and capabilities that are going to help us be successful, then we can, then we can focus on developing those. Um, now the one thing that I will note, I, I, I consider myself an introvert, um, again, it depends on the context. There's certain situations where I feel myself more at ease and comfortable being more extroverted. Um, in my home with my family is one of those, like my kids will tell you I'm, I'm one of the worst in terms of, um, just being goofy and telling dad jokes and singing and and doing stuff around the house that I would never in a million years do, you know, (laughs) at the office, um, or in front of other people. Uh, yet, you know, in, in certain contexts, we find ourselves, um, being different right and that's that's totally fine so we just recognize that and then we we hone in on those skills that are going to help us be effective with our team the other piece of that that I wanted to mention is sometimes perhaps often um, those who are more naturally introverted they feel this push pretend like they're extroverted um, like they have to put on a yes. show of being extroverted yeah. and that I mean I have my feelings about that why, why do you think that's a problem?
1: Yeah, so I think that's a big problem because I think one of the things that's just so key is authenticity, uh, especially in team dynamics, you know. So uh, it becomes very draining very fast when someone is trying to pretend to act like something they're not. You know, people can only do that for so long. And I think, you know, to get the best out of people, to get the most potential out of people that we work with and, and people that we lead, it's very important that people feel comfortable to be themselves. I think a lot of times in society, there is this pressure, um, you know, and and not in, again, everyone is different and every case is different, right? But a lot of times it is a pressure on introverts that that I've noticed to be more extroverted, you know? So there are group activities, for example, and the introvert may want to work by themselves or they may want time to think to themselves, but they're forced into, you know, no, you need to work in a group or you need to work in this scenario or you need to speak up more or whatever these things are where that person may actually work better having some time to their self first, right? But they're forced to have more of an extroverted nature in certain situations. And so I just think that, you know, companies and society in general really needs to think about what works best for certain people and what brings out the best potential in them. Because, you know, if someone is trying to act like an extrovert and they're not one, it can get very draining very fast.
0: Yeah, that authenticity piece is super important. And you you mentioned the energy piece, and, and this has been you know widely discussed, widely researched, and those who tend to be more introverted, they just they recharge differently their energy than those who are extroverted, and the very thing that extroverted individuals use to recharge are the very things that drain introverts. So we just you know we 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 need to be aware of that, um, but also recognizing uh, that you know, in a certain context, I, I might need to, to, uh, demonstrate more kind of outgoing characteristics, you know, in that particular setting in that meeting or whatever. And then just knowing yourself well enough to recognize that, okay, you're get, you can do that, but that's going to tap your energy. And once that meeting is over, you need to go recharge and setting aside time to allow you to go do that is gonna be very important. And so just knowing ourselves and knowing how to structure our day, and as a leader of people, you know, we have to recognize that members of our team are gonna be the same way. And so some will really thrive when we get together in those collaborative work meetings and others will just be drained by it. And so giving people an opportunity um, to have the flexibility to, to structure their day in a way that will allow them to recharge to be the most productive they can be is gonna be really, really important. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of the, the things that we can do both for ourselves uh, as well as for other members of our teams as we're trying to help introverts reach their full potential.
1: Yeah, so I think that there's a few things. I think one that's very key, and I talk about this a lot, is recognizing uh, the unique skill that someone has. So I think that everyone brings something unique to a team and it's important as leaders that we recognize that in people, you know? So one of the things that I like to do is I'll talk to people on my team and I'll ask them, you know, Hey, what do you enjoy doing? What do you like to do? You know, and then you pair what they enjoy doing with what is their skill set. What are they really good at? Right. And when you start to realize that it starts to put them on a path toward where they can be their best self and they can do their best work. Um, and I think one of the other ones is one that we, we just already touched on, with this, which is authenticity. I think people have to feel comfortable to be their authentic self. So if they realize that, you know, hey, as an introvert, there are going to be times where, you know, you may have to come out of your shell. And so me as the leader, I need to provide an environment that's going to help you with that, you know. So I think allowing people to be themselves, to be authentic but then also giving them platforms and situations where they can comfortably come out of their shell and grow into uh, you know who they're meant to be and, and reach their potential. So I think that that authenticity and uh, giving people opportunities is very key.
0: I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, bluer than indigo leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues, to have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, and explore those ordinary everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Part of that opportunity is creating a safe workplace environment, psychological safety, right? That um, people uh, feel like they are given the opportunity to process information uh, before making snap judgments and that their input is encouraged, it is valued, uh, and that it will be sought after and utilized. Uh, If we can create that kind of a psychologically safe environment, even those who are far more introverted and far less likely to maybe speak up in a meeting or to share their opinion, uh, they'll, they'll feel safe to do so. Um, So, so that's absolutely essential. You know, someone who's extremely extroverted, they don't necessarily need that psychological safety. (laughs) They're just, they're just happy to share their opinion no matter what. Uh, But those who are further along, you know, the introverted side of the spectrum, uh, you know, that that's one of the components that they're thinking about, they're thinking about, you know, is it worth the emotional and mental energy to expend to, to, uh, to share what I have to share? Only to be ignored, only to be shot down, only to uh, have someone else take credit for my idea. You know, whatever. Like all these things are going through your mind, and if that's the environment, of course, that's going to stifle creativity. That's going to stifle engagement and involvement for everyone, Um, but particularly for the introverts, it's going to be really hard to get much out of them. And again, I I see myself predominantly as an introvert, and that's certainly the case for me. I, I tend when I'm in meetings unless I'm the one facilitating or the one in charge of the meeting, I tend to be sitting back, watching, observing, taking in, listening, um, and trying to understand where people are coming from. And a lot of times I will not make comments uh, and, I, and I'll, I'll wait, like other people will make the same types of comments that I would have made if I had made a comment and I don't feel the need to, to restate what has already been said. And so I'll, I'll just sit back and listen and, and observe and and ultimately, if the time comes that I feel like I have something to contribute, something that will be valued, uh, then I'll speak up. If not, then I won't. Different leaders interpret that differently, right? Some, some leaders mm-hmm. will look yeah. at that and they're like, oh, John's checked out. He's disengaged. He's not paying attention. Um, right. And others, though, will recognize that actually I, I'm very deeply engaged. I'm very, being very thoughtful. In fact, it's because I'm being very thoughtful that I'm not speaking up and just sh- sharing everything that's up at the top of my head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that and that's just so key what you said because that's exactly what happens. Uh, leaders that aren't used to uh, dealing with people with a more introverted nature, or just aren't, you know, they just assume that someone talking means they're engaged, and someone not talking means they're not engaged. Those kind of kind of leaders have a very different perspective than someone that understands it's not just tied to whether someone's talking or not. Because I can be in a meeting and in the same situation you just explained. I've been in discussions where I just wanted to take time to really understand what everyone was saying. And then when I did say something, people in the meeting were like, wow, well, thanks, Terrence, for saying that, <laughs> you know, because I was sitting back for 15 minutes listening to all of the problems, listening to all the pros and cons of the decision and which path we should go and taking all of that in. And then I insert my value by saying something right. And sometimes, just like you said, you know, it may be that someone's in a meeting and they don't speak up or don't say anything, but it doesn't mean they weren't engaged. And it's very key that I think leaders and managers at different companies understand that engagement isn't always tied to someone always saying something. They can still be very engaged in the project, very engaged in what's going on. It's just, they may be picking and choosing when they're gonna put their words in. So yeah, I think that's very key.
0: So what would you say to a leader who, who perhaps needs to shift their mindset um, around what you were just describing? How, how do you help someone understand you know, what the introvert might be dealing with when they're in that meeting, when, you know, as a leader, maybe, maybe I'm extroverted. And I, so I, I just don't, I fundamentally don't get it because uh, it's totally different than my way of thinking. How do you, how do you help them understand that?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's funny uh, in my, my book uh, I wrote a section in every chapter of the book and the title of it is what introverts wish extroverts knew. And so the whole purpose of that was to basically educate people with extroverted personalities about how the introvert mind works. And I think that so much of it is, you know, we talked about it earlier, just the safe environment, providing a safe environment where someone that's more introverted feels comfortable and safe to be themselves. They feel comfortable and safe to speak up and to say what they have to say. Because one of the worst things that can happen, and I've seen this happen in my career, is someone that doesn't typically speak up they do speak up and they get shot down. Or they give an idea that they've been thinking through and somebody just totally disregards it, right? Well, what does that person typically do? They go into complete shutdown mode at that point because they say, well, I chose to speak up this time and nobody listened. And that's one of the worst things that a leader can do. And so I think it's just so key that as introverts, we have that safety, that comfort of knowing that, you know, our leadership appreciates what we have to say they're going to acknowledge it. And when we do speak up, it's going to be taken seriously. So um, it's very important to have that safe work environment.
0: That has that very much been my experience um, in certain settings. And there have been times where not only you know have I sat back to observe and listen and try to understand where people are coming from, but also I'm trying to think through how do I say something that's going to be controversial, uh, something that's very delicate, right? Politically delicate. And I know that People aren't going to like hearing what I have to say. How do I say that in an effective way? So, so I'm sitting back not because I don't have anything to say, but I'm I'm thinking through how to be the most effective with what I'm going to say, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I've I've sat in meetings where I'm doing that for like half the meeting, um, and then finally I, I'm like, okay, now I need to to make my comment, and immediately so I have I, put all this effort and work into it, something that's very important that I feel very strongly about. I've been very thoughtful about how to say it effectively. And then it just gets cast aside. I get summarily dismissed. Right. And, and, or, right. you know, shot down or yelled at or whatever. And of course, what, what am I going to do at that point? I'm thinking, well, clearly nobody cares. Nobody wants to you know, pay attention to the point I'm making or whatever, right. I'm, I'm having these things go through my head now. Should I be willing to stand up for my thoughts and beliefs and what I shared and, and, and fight back a little bit, you know? Yeah. But the reality is uh, we're, we don't always feel safe to do that. And so if you feel summarily dismissed and you feel like nobody valued your comment, even one that you feel is, um, has unique value, uh, that took courage to say, or whatever, um, then, then it just gets shut down and, and that's to the loss of the team because now you're, you're, you're gonna miss out on a whole large chunk of your team population. We know, you know when we look at kind of the spectrum of introvert, extrovert, we tend to have more introverts or at least people who are further along the introvert side of the spectrum we had, tend to have more of those on our teams than we have extroverts, right? It's just the, the loud extroverts tend to take up a lot of the space. They tend to take up a lot of the, the air in the room and they tend to, um, you know, take over meetings uh, They so they, they don't fully represent actually what people on your team are thinking. And, and so we just have to be very careful about that as leaders and make sure that we're actively seeking out the input from those who may be more quiet, more intentional about how they're going to go out, go about making their comments.
1: And that, that is so key, what you said of of seeking out the input, right? Because the people that are more extroverted, I mean, they're going to get their words out either way, you know, I mean, they're typically going to speak up, they're going to get their words out. And the person that's, you know, a little more introverted, they may be in that room and they may have something very important to say, but if they don't feel comfortable to say it, then those words may never come out. And so I think, you know, when we actually seek out their input, like that's one of the things that I try to do with my team, you know, I'll be in a meeting and I'll ask someone, you know, hey, so what what do you think about this? What are your thoughts? You know, Um, and when people know the leader actually cares, the leader actually wants to hear what they have to say. And it's not just all about, you know, the leader getting their words out. And um, there's a certain hierarchy that can happen too, where people feel like, oh, well, that person's the leader. So I don't necessarily feel as comfortable talking around them. They're kind of the, you know, people assume people are on certain pedestals. And I think it's important for the leader to realize that they need their team and they need the input of their team. And so there's a certain humility that has to be there, I think, uh, in leadership as well.
0: And I like that comment about humility. I think just having an inherent intellectual humility around how we deal with our people and our teams and how, how we lead out is really important. Uh, A lot of times we see leaders with faux confidence, faux certainty. And uh, I say faux because, you know, certainty is a construct. Like I I think the world is so messy and complex that there's not much that we can truly be certain about. Uh, And pretending like you're certain is just inauthentic. It's bluster. Most people see through it. Um, And that's not going to get you where you need to be. But if you can have intellectual humility, you can acknowledge the messiness, the nuance, the complexities, you can acknowledge, um, you know, the challenges that we're facing and the uncertainty that we face, and then collectively together as a group, as a team, try to think through the issues and give everyone a, a true opportunity to contribute and have a voice in the decision making. That's going to be hugely uh, important as we try to continue to navigate uncertain times. Well, Terrence, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today. I note the time and I need to let you go here in just a minute. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on Instagram and Facebook, uh, you can connect with me. I'm at The Introvert Leader. I'm also on Twitter at Introvert Lead. And I also have a, a book that recently released, A Quiet Voice, Fearless Leader. 10 Principles for Introverts to Awaken the Leader Inside. And you can get that at quietvoicefearlessleader.com. So definitely looking forward to connecting with everyone. And I guess just final word that I would say on the topic is, you know, for leaders to, again, like we spoke to, just realize that uh, if someone is more introverted on your team, they have value to add and they have something to say. And it's very important that they feel comfortable in the environment to be able to say that. And for people that are listening, that are introverts, uh, just realize there is absolutely nothing wrong with your introversion. Uh, There are actually strengths about you and strengths about uh, who you are and how you conduct yourself. So be proud of who you are, be authentically you and just continue to uh, grow.
0: Well said, Terrence. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Terrence and his team can do for you. Check out his book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results.